0: Hey everyone, it's Cassie.
1: And this is Chrissy.
0: And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy.
1: So the Lakers have won the NBA title in the bubble. And I'm so glad I've stuck with my initial prediction of Lakers six.
0: I know I was watching it and in my head I was talking to my friend, right? And I was like, I really want the Lakers to do this and another reason why I don't want to be wrong on the podcast. I don't want my prediction to be wrong. So I was like, please don't send this to game 6 and game 5 came so close, literally down to the last second and I was like, please no, please no. I was like talking to my friend. And then I was like, okay, here we go, game 6. But that's okay. That's okay. I can I can be wrong sometimes.
1: You know what's crazy? Game 5 I accidentally fell asleep in the fourth quarter and I was so tired that day I was running around I was so so tired and you know like when you fall asleep but you don't remember doing so yes I woke up around one o'clock in the morning in a panic because I was like oh my god it's the late one and I missed it like I hate that feeling you know like FOMO feeling I'm missing out I would I would have been so pissed
0: No, literally, I was watching, and I was like, oh, they're going to do it. Oh, wait, they're not going to do it. Oh, they're going to do it. And then I was like, okay, it'll just delay their victory, which was annoying, because like I was saying, I thought they just wanted to win already, Mm -hmm. but it originally, I wanted the Heat to win before anything, but I knew they couldn't win, so I was happy they sent it to game six, like, if you're looking at it that way, because way before, I always said, like, I was rooting for the Heat, so I was happy for them, but at the same time, like, I did say the Lakers are going to take it in game five, so.
1: Yeah, I'm glad they, they got that far. Um, I really like LeBron's speech. One of the key things that he said was, you know, I want my damn respect too. And it's crazy to think that people believe he hasn't earned it yet.
0: Okay, you see, okay, I might cause some controversy here. <laughs> when he said that, honestly, I genuinely think he is respected. Like, when he said that, I was like, okay. I mean, I understand why he's saying it, but also, like, I don't get it, if I'm being completely honest. Like, I don't see, like, at least from my angle, I don't see, like, LeBron Sander like that. Like, I think everyone collectively is like, oh, like, LeBron's the GOAT. Like, that's all I see on social media. So when he was like, I need my damn respect, too, I'm like, okay, he's kind of being a little dramatic here, which it is a final speech, and you just won, so you can be dramatic. But that's my point of view, and I know it's very unpopular. Like, I know people don't agree, but when I saw that, I was like, I thought he was respect. Like, I know he isn't, but, like, with being great, you're going to have people who are doubting you, and you're going to have haters. Like, that's just natural. Like, not everyone is going to love you, you know?
1: No, I think majority of the time, I do see people respect LeBron. But like you said, when you're at the the height that he is, people are always going to find a flaw. People are always going to try to compare him to the next best thing like they're always putting him up against Kobe or up against Michael Jordan I think when he said that he's just like I took it as like we're all great like just respect me as one of the greats you don't have to say like oh this person's better than than I am or you know what I mean like it doesn't yeah be a debate of who's better than who like he's one of the greats so just respect him as that
0: I just took it as, okay, like, he's being a bit dramatic. He's, like, in the moment. He just won the finals. <laughs> um, But, yeah, but I feel like, obviously, he's going to have haters. That's just natural. Like, it's literally, not that it's right, but it's literally going to be impossible. Like, not everyone in this world is going to think he's the best. Like, it's literally impossible. But I think, overall, he's a pretty respected – I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think, overall, like, he's pretty respected. Like, no one's going around and saying LeBron is, like, he's not up there. You know, the debate is usually if he's – number one or number two do you get what i mean yeah so when he said that i was like okay i mean obviously like i'm not about to go and be like oh why'd you say that
1: yeah this is his fourth title his fourth finals mvp so now he has titles with the heat the Cavs, and the lakers which is incredible and the lakers are now also tied with the celtics for franchise wins totaling 17 titles and um rajon rondo is the only player to have titles with both teams so congrats to to rondo
0: okay i saw him and his son like by the trophy like after the game it's literally his mini me it's the cutest thing i've ever saw i was like oh wait because when i see the kids i'm like oh whose kid is that and then i saw his son they have the same face i was like that is the cutest thing ever i was like yep that's rondo's son
1: the picture of them Sitting on the court with the confetti and his his son is drinking <laughs> the apple cider straight from the bottle i'm like this is a fantastic photo i can't wait for him to see it when he's older i think he's really gonna appreciate that photo when he's a i kid.
0: love that picture it's the cutest thing ever the bottle like makes it 10 times better because it was like apple cider yeah he's gonna post it on instagram in like 10 years throw back my dad when he won the finals <laughs>
1: That's a great photo. It was one of my favorite photos from the night.
0: And then I loved Anthony Davis and his daughter. Oh, so cute.
1: It was just really, I I really liked this team as a whole. And um, did you see the clips of Anthony Davis? Like when he was crying, when he realized like we really won. I was so yeah happy for them. I think they, they deserve it. They earned it. Like I said, LA really needed a win this year. They won with Kobe in mind. Like it, it was just really nice to see.
0: Also, can we talk about the Louis Vuitton travel case, the trophy came in? Because you know me, I love my Louis Vuitton. I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, we are stepping
1: up this (laughs) this season. It was gorgeous. So luxurious.
0: Oh, man, I loved it. I was like, Mom, look, look what they have.
1: Also, I want to talk about Dion Waiters, who had one of the most tumultuous seasons that obviously ended in victory for him. Thank God. But I want to read out a tweet that I saw that I thought was really, I I think it should motivate everybody, honestly. Dion Waiters took an edible and had a panic attack on an airplane, got cut, signed with the Lakers, and won an NBA title all in the same season. Life really is about taking the road less traveled. Also keep in mind, the team he got cut from was the Miami Heat and ended up on the Lakers and won a title.
0: I was literally just going to say, wasn't he on the heat when all that happened? Because I I kind of forgot about it. And then once you read that out, I was like, oh, my gosh, that actually really did happen. Okay. Great for him. And I'm so happy for him.
1: I'm it's happy for it's like, too, yeah. And he's from Philly, so, you know, that is support
0: Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot that ever happened until you just mentioned it.
1: Isn't it crazy? The year is flying by. And you, it sometimes so much has happened that we forget that all of these things occurred in the same season.
0: There was a tweet. It was like, okay, guys, um, NBA preseason starts next week or something. I was like, haha. Oh,
1: that's great! Wow. We're not going to have games on Christmas.
0: Christina, when I saw that, I was like, what do you mean? I got so confused for a second. I was like, I didn't realize it was October. Like, obviously, I know it's October. Like, I'm like, you know, like, but in that moment I was like wait NBA preseason doesn't start in like the summer I just got so confused yeah because I was like we just had the finals like I just like you know like wasn't connecting two and two and I was like oh my gosh it's October like literally they should be starting next week that's the craziest thing to me
1: it's so weird I I keep thinking about how they're gonna get back on regular schedule I'm glad that's not my job because it seems pretty stressful.
0: It's going to be stressful for the coaches and players especially. Or they're either going to get like no break or a long break in between one of these seasons. Like maybe not next season, the season after. If they want to get back on regular schedule, like start preseason in October, finals in like
1: June or whatever. So it's going to take a while to get back into the normal groove, but... I'm sure Adam Silver will figure it out. I mean, he was able to get everything done in the bubble with zero positive tests of COVID. So if he can do that, he can figure out the schedule.
0: I wish Adam Silver. I just love him as a commissioner. And then I look at like, you know, the NFL has Roger Goodell. I know he gets like a lot of hate, but he, I mean, Adam Silver. I would take Adam Silver any day.
1: He really outdid himself. Like the bubble was very successful they had daily testing social distancing you have to wear a mask zero positive tests the entire time like I I feel like that doesn't get enough attention they really set the tone and set a positive example for how it should be everywhere else
0: like I love Adam Silver like I wish because you know I'm like a big football girl so I'm like I wish the NFL could take him
1: (laughs) yeah I wish you know the amount of COVID cases and it's just, they, they aren't being as responsible as the NBA has been. It's obviously harder because it's an outdoor sport, but they don't have to have fans present. Like, they don't have to be there. That's not a requirement.
0: Yeah, and it's harder also because, like, they're not in a bubble. So, yeah, the players have to follow, like, certain rules or they probably, like, don't want them going out. But, like, what? Like, you don't know what they're doing genuinely. Like, how are they keeping track? You know what I mean? And then they're home with their families. How are you keeping track of what their families are doing? Exactly. That's why it's just a big mix. Like, the bubble, they handled that so well. And then these other sports, I mean, hockey had a bubble. But, like, the bubble one had a parade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my god.
1: Whatever. What are the Lakers doing to celebrate? Are they. Do you know what they're doing? I haven't heard anything about a parade. I, I hope. Well, actually, okay. The night that they won, there was crowds of people outside of Staples Center, obviously. I mean, that's, that's you know, expected. But I don't know if they're going to have a parade. I low-key think that they won't do it because um, the MLB brought back fan attendance. And so for the NLCS with the Dodgers and the Braves, they're selling tickets. But for the ALCS, with um, Houston and Tampa Bay, at Petco Park in San Diego, they don't have fans. So I feel like out in LA, they probably won't have a huge parade or huge celebration for the championship.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think so either. I feel like, no, they won't. And I was going to say maybe when it's all over. But by the time, like, you know, everything's a little more normalized again, like, There's going to be already another finals winner.
1: So yeah, like I um, just stated, fan attendance has returned for Major League Baseball for the first time since spring training back in March due to COVID, obviously. Um, On Monday the 12th, fans were present for Game 1 of the National League Championship Series between LA Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. So, Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, where the NLCS Series is being held, can hold forty thousand three hundred people. They sold, they plan to sell eleven thousand five hundred tickets. So they plan to do over a quarter of the stadium with fans. And then like I said, also in California, there's no tickets being sold for the American League Championship Series between the Houston Astros and Tampa Bay at Petco Park. So how do you feel about First of all, I think it's very telling that California has no fans and in Texas, there are fans, because obviously you have to follow the rules of, you know, whatever the government puts into place or, you know, officials in that state. Do you think it's wise to have, even though they're already doing it in other um, major league sports, but do you think it's wise for the MLB to have fans present, even if it's just a small percentage of the stadium, no, okay, because if you think
0: about it, it's they're filling up one fourth of the stadium. also, we went this long. you went this long, like you've gotten accustomed to it the fans have gotten accustomed to you know, no fans in the stadium. like I don't think adding it this late in the game and like even risking anything more happening or having an outbreak and then having to like reassess the whole situation, like I think they were better off just leaving it for the whole season. There's leaving it for the rest of the season, no fans. It is kind of crazy. Even when you watch NFL games, like Kansas City allows a certain amount of fans. Texas allows fans. And then if you look at games being played in, like, California, New York, there's no fans. Mm-hmm. So for that aspect, I think the commissioners or the people making the decision should come in and be like, listen, this season we're just going to have to do it without fans.
1: I don't know. I don't see much of a point. don't either and like you said you made it this far like what is the point they can watch from home and like you said there's no bubble so it's not like you have and do you want
0: to do you want to risk something happening and then putting the whole season at jeopardy like I just don't get if you came this far what is the last few series or you know what is that going to do for you yeah And I think the players are used to it as well. Like, I think it's more for the fans. But one quarter, filling up one fourth is a lot, especially like during this time. Like, that's actually a lot to think about. It is.
1: It is a lot. Well, some of the players did say that they enjoyed hearing the crowd because they're used to, you know, like the recorded fan noises. And now that they have, I understand that, you know, it's like nostalgia hearing actual fans and the stands again it, it helps you know but I think there's so much more at stake and this is just very very risky and also you know the World Series starts October twentieth. Those tickets are already sold out.
0: I understand their stance on it. Like yeah it is nice to have fans but what I'm saying is you know other sports feel the same way you've been doing it already. I definitely see both sides. Like I definitely understand how like having fans there is nice and the fans that want to see it. But like you've come this far do you really just want to risk anything and is it really like necessary like you're already used to not not having fans or is that welcoming them back this late in the game M- mind you we're having a increase in cases too like 31 states or 33 states are increasing yeah. like is it that necessary no i don't think so but i do get the other side of you i'm not shutting that down totally but i just feel like come on
1: really literally the same week that they allowed fans back cases increased and they're saying we're on the cusp of our you know second wave of covid
0: we're going on a whole entire year of this
1: mm-hmm. a year someone was like this isn't going to be over until 2022 and this was back in july i thought she was being super dramatic but now i'm like the way that we as a collective in america have handled this pandemic i would not be surprised if they clear up for us until 2022
0: yeah my mom kept saying because I was talking about I was supposed to go to Greece this summer this son and the other and me and my sister my mom was like you're not going anywhere until next next summer at least or like 2022 like even next year is gonna be like bad I'm just like okay I mean I'm not gonna complain but it's just crazy I'm just saying this because I find it kind of like crazy like that we're going on a year of this almost in March it doesn't feel like it at all like I want to go back to school I never thought I would say that but like online classes are just hard it's just hard to wrap my head around that there's other things that's why I think if everyone else can do it I think sports fans can also do it is where I was going with this
1: and they should so I will say the fans that were in attendance were wearing masks except for when they were eating and it was reported that some people weren't covering their nose and some people um didn't have their mouth covered, like, you know, when they pull down the mask, um, obviously, you have to pull down your mask when you're eating. But some people just had their mask down the whole time. Like they just, like, yes, you have to, if you're gonna wear the mask, wear it properly. (laughs) Like, you have to be super careful. And I feel like people are being very lackadaisical. I don't like that.
0: Also, what are, for example, for like, football, you know, they're not in a bubble. How about when the holidays come around? I know my cousins from Virginia usually come for the holidays. They're not coming for Thanksgiving this year. Like, it's just me and my immediate family. But I'm so curious, like, what are the athletes going to do the, when they're celebrating with their families? Do you know what I mean? Like, it gets tricky like that. Because how are they really going to limit them? Like, yeah, you can tell your players you can't. But at the end of the day, like, obviously not every single NFL player is going to abide by the rules. Yeah,
1: I just thought of, that's crazy because – um, I know my family, we're, we're doing the same thing as yours. We're not having a bunch of guests. It's just immediate family. But, I mean, players, who's to say that everyone in the NFL even agrees with masks or even thinks that COVID is that serious? So, yeah, they're probably – not everyone is going to abide the same rules. And they're going to have extended family. They're going to have friends. They're going to have, you know, a bunch of guests and everyone will be exposed, no mask, and they come on the field and play. There's going to be a lot of organizations like, oh, we have you know an outbreak, we have to postpone a game, and it's happened numerous times already. We're we're not even what, are we at least three months in? No. And there's been enough outbreaks to where it's like, all right, something's got to give, something needs to change. Why are you still having fans? Yes, they're not touching the fans, but it's still it doesn't set the proper tone. Yeah, you're
0: so right about having the fans there, like setting the wrong tone because I just don't get how like, yeah, New York Giants can't have fans there. But my Dallas Cowboys can. The Kansas City Chiefs can. It's just like I feel like in terms of like sports and that it should be a universal rules.
1: It should be. I even if you don't think it's that serious or you think that you're immune, you can't catch it or I haven't shown any symptoms, so I'm fine. At least Be courteous for the next person who may be more at risk, who has more to lose, who is taking this more serious than you. What is the harm in not having fans present? The sacrifices now we can get back to normal quicker. Exactly. That's
0: why when I said we're going on a year, that's like the point I was kind of trying to get at. And also think of it this way. When the Cowboys, for example, I keep using them. Sorry, guys. When they go and travel to places that are no fans, it's not going to be fans. So it's like one fan this week, fans not this week, fans next week, fans not the next week.
1: And I feel as though I know that there's money being lost, but maybe maybe some of these guys should tell the fans like, hey, you know, I know you want to be here, but if if it could help you be safer, maybe stay home <laughs> like you don't have to come
0: exactly and my mom my little cousin Blake's a Cowboys fan I kind of made him a Cowboys fan since he was born I bought a newborn Des Bryant jersey this was when Des was in the Cowboys I was like no like he he needs to be a Cowboys fan he grew up to be a Cowboys fan we don't agree with basketball teams he's actually a Lakers fan so shout out to my little cousin Blake he's a Lakers fan but my mom wanted to take him to a game and I'm like mom technically like you couldn't she's like no and I was like, yeah, I totally agree. Like, we wouldn't. She's like, hopefully next season. I think next season, like the end of 2021, we can go to Texas and take him to a game. But like even like that, like technically, if we wanted to, we could totally go to a game. But we are not.
1: Yeah, it's just not that deep at all. But um, yeah, the World Series will start October 20th. Current standings in the National League Championship Series. The Braves are leading against the Dodgers 3-1. to Game 5 airs tonight go Braves, <laughs> and in the American League Championship Series, Tampa Bay leads the Astros, the Houston Astros, 3-2, and game six is tonight, go Rays, because the Astros, can you, can you imagine if the Astros make it to the World Series?
0: I'd be sick. Honorable mention to my Cincinnati Reds, they didn't even make it a game, but Wait. hey. Hey, I watched it. They lost, but it's all good. Mm-hmm. I love my Cincinnati Reds.
1: The Phillies <laughs> were not great this season. I I kind of checked out after they were done, but um, I would like to see the Braves, Atlanta Braves, make it to the World Series. They got to pick up the slack for the Falcons, you know?
0: Also, what you said about the Houston Astros. So I was in my public relations class yesterday and my teacher like pulled up charts. It was like the most like, trustworthy organizations and the most like least trustworthy organizations or like least tasteful this season and uh the houston astros were on it as like the least favorable like the least trustworthy from the consumers the houston astros were on it (laughs) because of the cheating scandal
1: yeah i'm not surprised they're gonna have to it's gonna take years before they live that down
0: oh like at least like decades honestly could you know as sports friends we do hold on to things
1: absolutely i mean we're still talking about scandals from the the 20th century
0: yeah like put pete rose in the hall of fame okay why is pete rose not in the hall of fame because he had a scandal he deserves it anyways that's a whole nother can of worms but this is going to be talked about for literally until this generation is not here anymore Mm. kind of thing absolutely like Until this generation doesn't even remember it. But even me, I don't remember Pete Rose. that scandal. But as a Cincinnati Reds fan, I, you know, read up on it and I'm like, put him in. Like, honestly, this is never going to be lived down. Like, it'll always be talked about.
1: It'll be, you know, a part of someone's sport management course or someone's event management. It's going to be a part of something.
0: Oh, it's part of history now. So it's over. (laughs) Yeah. You know, speaking of Hall of Famers and making history, My quarterback, Dak, was on track to make NFL history this season with passing yards. He was doing so good, and then he had such a scary, gruesome injury. It shook everyone across the league. Even my Giants fans were like, my cousin's Giants fans were texting me like, that's crazy. Like, I think everyone around the league felt it. I know I teared up when I saw it, even though I knew it wasn't career- Ending, he's going to be out four to six months. He needed surgery, but just to see a player like Dak that is so well respected, that was open about what he was going through, you know, he just lost his brother, he plays for his mom who passed away, and then his mental health. And then for him to go down like that on such a historical season when he was playing so well, it's just like it's more like emotionally disheartening than anything because you know he'll come back. He's Dak, like he will come back, but on an emotional level, seeing that it was heartbreaking
1: it's never fun watching any player doesn't matter what team you're rooting for you always respect a good player so to see him to see that his season is done it's it's so disappointing it's really sad but like you said he'll come back um a young Eagles fan made a video for Dak wishing him well and I thought that was very sweet because you know Eagles and Cowboys rival teams So, I mean, that's just a prime example. It doesn't matter what side you're on. When you see someone like that go down, it's like, oh, my God.
0: Exactly. And I actually – you had sent me the video, but I had saw it because Des Bryant retweeted the video, actually. And, you know, I still follow Des Bryant. So Des Bryant popped up on, like, my Twitter timeline, and I was like, oh, my God, that video was so sweet. And like you said, it doesn't matter about sides anymore. I think it was just worse because – Dak was having such a great season regardless of like what the Cowboys were doing. Like our defense is horrible, but Dak and our offense, they were just on fire. However, good on Jerry Jones and the Cowboys to get Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton is good. Let me tell you, he has some like firepower to him. I like him. However, of course he's like no Dak, but with our receivers, it's going to be hard for our offense to be bad. However, I said, so Dak, the timetable for him, hopefully he's going to come back Um, for spring training. Like, that's when he'll be back. And I'm like, okay, use this time to get him a better defense and get our offensive line healthy so Dak can come back with a good defense and a healthy line because the defense is not fair to the Cowboys offense. We have honestly, like, one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and it's not fair to our offense because we have one of the best offenses. And now, in terms of, like, Andy Dalton, he'll do good. In terms of the NFC East now, Honestly, who knows? The Cowboys can go six and ten and win it. The Eagles might be able to go six and ten and win it. The Washington football team can go six and ten and win it. I'm counting at the Giants for sure, but <laughs> with, the, with this, like I do, st- everybody, does. everybody does. I still think the Cowboys are gonna win it at six and ten. They're not going anywhere in the playoffs. Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy Dalton's really good, and we have it. Like I said, you can throw Dak makes the offense he brings a level to it but Andy Dalton's a veteran Andy Dalton was a starter Andy Dalton I always said even when he was with the Bengals I'm like people count Andy Dalton out I'm telling you he is good he can again we're in the NFC East we can win the division with him but we're not going anywhere in the playoffs with that defense we have a chance at still winning the NFC East but that's not saying much like you know
1: that doesn't have much substance to it at all, I mean, we we say this all the time, but you guys know why NFC East is pretty garbage. What if this is kind of like, you know, what happened with the Eagles back in um the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen season? With Nick 2018? Foles? Sorry, right, twenty seventeen twenty eighteen season. My bad. With Nick Foles? Yes,
0: I'll be sick.
1: Like, what if this is
0: like that? What do you think? I'll be sick because I want Dak. <laughs> I want Dak to be the quarterback when the Cowboys. Go to the Super Bowl, and win the Super Bowl. Like I want it to be Dak, because Dak deserves it. Because Dak is so dang good.
1: Understandable, but it was the same thing with Carson. Like people were pretty upset that he couldn't be there to win that Super Bowl, but we all understood that we wouldn't have gotten there had it not been for Carson in the regular season. So I feel like if the Cowboy, if they, if they decide, you know, that they want to step up their defense and make it to the Super Bowl this season, I don't think anyone would count out. That they got there with death. Like, if it wasn't for that. Oh, yeah.
0: Wouldn't. No, I mean, it would just be bittersweet for me. I don't know. I think like it would, yeah. It would just be bittersweet because I think like that deserves, I don't know, like, in my opinion, I think, like, Nick Foles, I loved him. Carson, I have just always thought he was overrated. Like, he seems, <laughs> I like exactly. Carson Wentz. Like, he, I like him as a person, I think. Like, him
1: and his family and all that. But... <laughs> Everybody does. It's just when it comes time to Let me get me started. Like, I think like if you
0: compare Dak and Carson, Dak a thousand times okay, not a thousand times, but Dak is way better than Carson Wentz. In my opinion, Dak is was well before it's he still is, just because of an injury top five quarterback. Dak is so good and he gets flagged I just think he's so much better than Carson. I like him better as a player that I think Dak brings so much even on an emotional level that it would just be, like, bittersweet.
1: I would say Dak is definitely more reliable than Carson. But Carson's downfall, his major downfalls over the course of these past few seasons hasn't been more so his performance. It's just crappy look. Like, if you were making a
0: team right now, like, building any team you wanted, and you had to choose Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott, you're telling me you're not taking Dak Prescott? I think 90% of people would take Dak Prescott. <laughs> I, would,
1: <laughs> I would take Dak. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, yeah, I would take Dak. Yeah. Oh, this is another thing I want to bring up. With Jason Garrett going to check on him, I liked Jason Garrett. Even when we got Mike McCarthy, I said a coaching change is not a whole 180. Like, Jason Garrett, yeah, it was time for a new coach. He was there for too long. But getting a new coach is not gonna automatically guarantee us like a Super Bowl team. Like the coach is not everything, and I constantly said that. And now look, like Mike McCarthy is good. Don't get me wrong, and he's been dealt like with bad cards since he got to Dallas. But it wasn't an automatic. Like yeah, Jason Garrett was not the whole issue, and I think that shows now.
1: Speaking of coaches, Ty Lue just signed a five-year deal with the LA Clippers to be their new head coach. He was the former assistant coach to Doc Rivers, who is now the Philadelphia 76ers head coach. Do you think that Ty could bring positive changes to the Clippers? I, don't, I know we just discussed, you know, coaches. A coaching change doesn't fix everything, but we've, we've talked about Ty's resume. You know, he was a head coach for the Cavs from 2016 to 2018. He went to the finals three times, won the championship in 2016. He's coached All-Stars before, so he's well-equipped to handle a team like the Clippers that has Kawhi and Paul George. He already has a relationship with these guys, so you know they didn't have to venture out and get adjusted to a new person. So with all that in mind, I would hope that it would bring positive changes, but what do you think about this pick?
0: Okay, it's actually so funny because when we were talking about Ty Lu with Philly – I was like, oh, yeah, 1,000%. I think Ty is a great coach. I think he gets, like, counted out too many times. And then when you talk about Ty Lu with the Clippers now, you see, I love Doc Rivers. I'm a Doc Rivers stan. That's why I am going to, like, ha- give Ty Lu a little more, what do you call it, like, I don't know, be a little rougher on him going to the Clippers than if he went to the 76ers, which shouldn't be the case at all. But, you know, that's just how it works in my mind. Because when he was going to the Philly, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And now Ty Lu with the Clippers, I do like it. I think Ty Lu has the capabilities of being a great coach. But? But I love Doc Rivers, and I feel like he does have – even though, you know, Doc Rivers was on the outs, uh, he does have shoes to fill being the Clippers coach after Doc Rivers. But I, I think it'll be good. But I definitely – going to be more of an adjustment if he would have went to Philly I feel like he would have had it a little bit more easier even though it still would have been hard but going to the Clippers and following Doc Rivers not that that it's hard because you know it was time to get a new coach but Doc Rivers I love still so I think it will be a bit harder if that makes sense
1: like having taking on that team is no easy task that is a stacked roster you know, and the West in general, it has always been like, well, not always, but the West in general is a harder um, conference than the East. But like we said, you know, Ty is well-equipped and I I am excited to see how he adjusts with the team as the head coach since he has been there as assistant coach. I think it would have been, it's in their best interest to have him as a head coach. I think it would have been shady if they went elsewhere. He's literally right there. Like, I don't see why they would have picked anybody else.
0: Yeah, I don't think they could have gone else- elsewhere. That is another thing I was going to say. Like, I think Ty Lu was the best fit for the job out of the coaches available and the options. I just think going after, like, filling in the role after, like, Doc Rivers, it's just going to be a little tougher, if that makes sense.
1: For sure. But I'm excited to see it. I'm really looking forward to it. I like Tyloo. He was bound to get a head coaching job in general. I think we weren't we didn't think about the Clippers because we weren't expecting Doc Rivers to get fired. Exactly. Actually, we kind of we, we put it out there like, okay, you know, this isn't a good look for Doc. You know, he may lose his job. But we didn't think it was actually gonna happen. I'm sure the Clippers are gonna find their way back to the playoffs next season. I just hope that the turnout is a lot different.
0: I think they're definitely, they're definitely in good hands with Tyloo, but obviously like every time you get a new coach, there is going to be a period of adjustment.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode nine of, did you catch that with Cassie and Chrissy? Please be sure to follow us on social media at DYCT podcast. Again, that's DYCT podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And please, please go out and vote Your voice matters. Every vote counts. We have to show up. You know, we win by the numbers. So please go out and vote and make your voice heard. And you'll hear our voices next week.